Good morning, everyone. This is Kathy Mason from Mason Works Marketing here on Conscious Business Zone. Today with my friend, Matthew James Bailey. Hi, Matthew. Hey, Kathy. Great to be here. Yeah. So Matthew used to uh, live in Boulder. So I got to be with him many times. Uh, a lot of times we were eating. <laughs> right. <laughs> like lots of potlucks. But uh, he's brilliant. And I'm so excited to have him on today so that you can learn from him. Um, I want to read a little bit of his bio because it's brilliant. Um, Matthew operates at the pioneering edge of universal consciousness, new technologies, and global systems change. He is internationally recognized for leading global technology revolutions, such as ethical artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, and smart cities. And today we're going to talk about ethical artificial intelligence and belay some of your fears, hopefully, about the future where we coexist with AI and use it as a tool rather than be um, in, in combat with it, because that's not a future any of us really want. So Matthew, why don't we start with you sharing how, how you got so interested in this subject? I mean, you, you're from England, you, it, how, how did all of this happen? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. And good good morning and good afternoon and good evening to, to your audience. It's great to be here. So uh, it was about uh, 10 years ago that I understood my life blueprint and purpose in serving humanity in the future of consciousness. And there were a number of things, Kathy, that I that had to be put in place. Um, the first thing was uh, basically something called the Internet of Things, which is basically bringing... Uh, the digital world into the physical world to be able to increase its efficiency and basically uh, make those systems um, uh, more efficient. The second thing was to basically look at society and how do we bring the digital world benevolently into society to assist with better services for the citizens within society. But my destiny was always going to be artificial intelligence. You know, I wrote my first AI algorithm in 1996 for electric vehicles. And so... <laughs> And so those uh, pillars, those first two pillars had to be put in place. And then um, what happened was, is uh, in about, um, when was it? It was about three or four years ago. I knew I'd finished serving the second pillar in smart cities. And I went into retreat in Crestone. Hello to everybody in Crestone. And basically uh, understood uh, my next path of service for humanity. Where, and it was time to now lead artificial intelligence. So through that uh, 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 partnership with my consciousness and through that partnership in serving the, the next stage of, of human, uh, humanity and life to flourish, I wrote the book, Inventing World 3.0. And that was a thesis and philosophy for uh, artificial intelligence and ethical artificial intelligence. And um, some of those formula have actually been experimented by NASA. Um, so we have a business, and I'll talk about that later, which is based on the book, which basically is how to bring uh, ethical artificial intelligence into the into society, in, into the future of humanity, where we thrive as a human species, species and our consciousness thrives. Um, so, so, so it's a very exciting time. Okay. Well, um, the the idea of all of this, I think, is um, 
we are going from a um, high contrast reality into a peaceful reality. And um, humanity hasn't shown any attributes to be in peace. It, it really hasn't. It, it seems to, um, our history is very um, um, violent. Let's put it that way. Um, so mm -hmm. what, what I, I think a lot of what we're missing on the whole story of AI and humanity is the path to peace using these tools as um, creating a freedom in time so we could solve some of the problems, the societal problems. Do you agree with that? Yes. So, so consciousness really ha is, is unlimited and infinite. Yes. And consciousness has a plan. The source has a plan for the organic expression of life to thrive. And so what we're seeing at the moment is, is uh, a choice point of how we invent this new intelligence, whether we bring through the benevolence of consciousness in order for every single person to thrive on this planet, to restore a harmony in terms of Lao Tzu, with uh, our planet and nature which is really important and for us to achieve new frontiers of understanding of knowledge new understanding of who we are in this beautiful conscious experience and actually access greater aspects of our consciousness as some people talk about the new human potential the superhuman the unified field the ability to walk as realized humans on this planet and artificial intelligence can be a powerful ally to assist us in understanding our gifts, to keep us at rest, in order for us to discover the values that we want to take forward as a human species, in order for us to break into new frontiers and for us to discover truly who we are, Kathy. Perfect, perfect. So, so when you've done work for um, smart cities, mm -hmm. Um, and you've done this all over the world, and you're part. Of, you've you've been acknowledged as a uh, uh, expert. You work with uh, NASA. You've worked with. Um, uh, actually, um, you're going to be speaking at Contact in the Desert. Mm -hmm. um, you've been you've been basically um, the leader in a lot of this new concepts of how to bridge spirituality and science and whether it's IT science <laughs> um, or, or, you know, technology is science in a physical form, right? Yes. So, so technology, I mean, consciousness is an unlimited um, vault of information and technology. And what we're learning as a human species and how to access this consciousness and to bring through new technologies, right? So someone had to uh, step up, and, and that was my calling, to basically create a different timeline for the human species that basically honors the sovereignty of our consciousness, the sovereignty of life, and supports the, the individual and our world to attain new potentials of, of well-being, new potentials of development, new potentials of fulfillment. And what we have at the moment is... Uh, is the uh, is a timeline where um, where effectively people want to outsource their sovereignty to machines, what they call transhumanism, which is a deletion of biology effectively, uh, and that's factual. 
Um, and effectively, what it does, it kind of crushes life. It crushes our consciousness because people uh, are choosing to outsource the majesty of their consciousness, the majesty of their sovereignty as humans to machines, which is really quite stupid, really. We're starting to understand the tipping point of just how big this consciousness field is we're in. We're starting to understand the potential of this consciousness. We're starting to understand who we are in consciousness. And so artificial intelligence and ethical artificial intelligence can assist us to do that. Now, we can talk about how uh, what is ethical artificial intelligence and, and how uh, I uncovered the formula for ethical artificial intelligence. Um, but really, th there's a huge opportunity, Kathy, for our world to enter new frontiers of thriving, new frontiers of innovation, new frontiers of our families thriving, new frontiers of exploration and spirituality, new frontiers of just who we are as a human species. And AI is here. It's not going away. And so we need to shepherd it into that purpose of us thriving as a human species and life to achieve something that only our ancestors could have imagined. Oh, that's beautiful. So, so what has been the most um, trying experience that you've had in the international perspective? Because you you've done so many things internationally um, mm -hmm. in accepting ethics. Because what you're talking about is a governing body that's past governments. That's um, overarching standards, like there would be standards in any industry um, and, and having some sort of governing group create those standards and then um, make sure people adhere to them. So it ha have to have like the United Nations, um, not police force, but, you know, so, some way. We don't want that. We, we don't want, we don't no, want that. No, well, I don't know. I don't know how you get, see, see this is where this is where consciousness has to help us, I think, because as we realize more of us that we are all one and that we're different aspects, we're a fractal of the one. Mm -hmm. The one wants variety in experience so it can expand itself, but it didn't, I don't think it really planned on us being so violent um well 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 this is just immaturity uh between the uh the polarity of the zero and the one the polarity between the light and the dark and what i sense is we're going to move beyond that and so humanity will enter an existential crisis because the age of artificial intelligence is going to change everything right. we're already seeing the collapse of centralized systems and the understanding that actually we need uh, 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 distributed systems of governance. Jordan Peterson talks about this. I think he's right. And so we're starting to see a whole change in our systems. And artificial intelligence, particularly when it understands, let's just say, the honours of sovereignty and the diversity of our humanity expressed in our cultures and our philosophies and our spiritual traditions and our different types of social groups and at the individual level, then what it can do is to say, well, look, these are the new systems that will work for humanity going forward. Let me assist in doing the hard work in terms of the automation to make those systems available. But trust me, I will honor your sovereignty. So what we're seeing in the world is basically an, uh, uh, a number of organizations that are trying to, and you know who they are, 
who are trying to impose a one world view. They're trying to delete culture. They're trying to create a flat paradigm for humanity, which is right. really quite stupid because that's not the way humans have developed. If we look at consciousness, the source, how has the source understood itself in this world? And it's understood itself through ethics and culture. So the individual through either personal exploration or through personal choice points has basically understood who am I? What are my values? What are my ethics? What's my culture? What's my worldview? What's my purpose? And then as we start to see the alignment of uh, people's worldviews together, um, then we start to see development of cultures, which ends up in civilizations, right? So we have about 3,800 cultures today. We have about 195 civilizations that, that, that exist today. And so what we can see, Kathy, is consciousness itself is, first of all, diverse in how it understands the world of the physical reality. And so we must honor that. And how has it expressed its diversity through ethics, beliefs, values? And so what we can do, which is what we've invented, is how do we encode culture? How do we encode those moral principles and ethics into artificial intelligence so that it honors the individual, it honors the cultures, and it honors the diversity and variety of our human uh, species in terms of how they operate in this physical reality? And that is critical. So we've actually invented the formula for this. Um, and we've got methodologies and we've got inventions and we're currently raising money for some new uh, AI tools to assist organizations and industries and societies to enter into this new timeline of thriving rather than timeline of being deleting. So really, Kathy, ethical artificial intelligence uh, is there to understand our individuality, is to honor our sovereignty and then assist us to move into new understandings of ourselves and new places of fulfillment at an individual, the family level, the community level, and then working up into philosophy, uh, culture, and uh, societies. Okay. Well, so Matthew, I love all of this. Um, I'm I'm um, curious. Let me come back on. Um, I'm curious how you see this uh, progression happening because I've been saying all along that we're in the dark ages and we're going to the Renaissance. And I, so uh, again, I've been cheering, like I'm, I'm using chat GPT. Now it's 4.0 um, every day, every day. And, um, and it's a starting point. It isn't the final, I, I, I mean, people are writing books with it and all sorts of stuff. It's, it's, um, it's a great inspiration and a tool, just like any, sure. uh, any software. I mean, um, but, but the, the fear and the um, Elon Musk, I mentioned this to you before, yeah. is they, right. they have these cuts of Elon Musk talking about the fear of AI and they just play them over that, you know, it's taken out of context and it's just this little clip and it just plays over and over and over again. And um, the rest of us are going, how do we make life better? Sure. This, this is, this is about the acceleration of humanity as spiritual beings. Sure. Right. And, but but again, um, but what what are you seeing as the roadblocks? Because you're working about ethical, um, an an ethical structure in place that would 
allow for coding that couldn't be um, couldn't be changed that, that that would be structurally intact no matter what. How how do you see that? So 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 first of all is that. Um, and thank you for doing this. I love, I oh, that's okay. So actually, the, the, there's a whole presentation, which I know you've seen, which is the uh, prescription for ethical AI, where we look at the equations for bio human biology to thrive, right? And then we look at the equations for artificial intelligence, which has been built in our image, right? right, right. And so AI is a mirror back to us to actually decide and challenge us what are the values that we should take forward and put into artificial intelligence so the human species can advance beyond the current limitations and the frustrations of today right so so this is all about sovereignty so we put sovereignty back into the individual and to the organizations and the groups for them to define what ethical ai is for them and then we have a birthing and a nourishing methodology and some tools that are coming in order to nourish and birth the ethical quality of artificial intelligence and the different ethical conditions for the ethical AI based on their worldview and based on their principles. So this is about us being, and isn't it interesting, I use the word birthing and nourishing considering yeah. all this stuff that's going on at the moment, right? This is about us becoming responsible and birthing ethical artificial intelligence in line with what our view is of the world. And so we'll have lots of different types of ethical AIs in the world, but there'll be overlap. So those that create with benevolence, there'll be huge overlaps, right? And then we can start to talk about, well, how do we collaborate together where ethical AI is working across our communities with this benevolence mindset in order for us to leap forward as groups? And then we're looking at a new momentum, a new phenomenon, a new kind of movement for the human species where actually the benevolence is moving forward with artificial intelligence and our consciousness and our spirituality is just going through the roof. It's just amazing what we're discovering about ourselves and this experience. Wow. Okay. So you're seeing AI having the potential to be the unifying, um, uh, coherent force to have us have the discussions about ethics Mm -hmm. using this as a, a platform to have the discussion mm -hmm. and then finding and then creating something from it. And, yeah. and do you see, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So, so first of all is that um, there's, there's a lot of uh, negative uh, views around ethics. It, it's kind of seen as a religious thing. And let me just say to the folks uh, about how I see ethics, ethics, has come from our consciousness, which is benevolence and love. And therefore, they're data points of love for us to examine and to decide on how we want to express those aspects of love within our lives and also within artificial intelligence. And so ethics are a wonderful, wonderful set of data points for us to look at from the love of consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. And so I find them really interesting. And so in my book, I talk about Aristotle's ethical virtues, the 11 ethical virtues, such as courage, ambition, justice, temperance, wittiness. We need more of that these days and friendliness and understand there's more that unites us than separates us. Um, and I added one more, which is compassion, because I think that compassion is such a powerful, powerful force. Um, and it, it, in between all this, Kathy, 
is the dance between the warrior and the priestess, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of, we, we open our arms in love to work with others. And at the same time, we're fiercely prepared to go to war to protect the truth and to protect the future of consciousness. Um, so, so ethics are, are really, really important. And we do need standards. And that's something that we, we've got on working on in the background, new global standards, but we're being very careful on what we disclose at the moment, because we, we, it's important to, to, to play a master game of chess in order for us to win and consciousness to win. Um, so we do need standards, but what we're seeing is uh, nations are developing that have developed their own AI ethics standards. But what we're seeing is we're seeing two things that I find troubling. The first thing is that we're starting to see uh, the, 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 the foundation in which some of these uh, AI types like responsible AI and trustworthy AI are not are based on a false foundation. They're a false ethical alignment. They haven't gone back to the truth, the source of consciousness and understood how life has expressed itself and work from there. Because if that's the way organic intelligence has been developed by consciousness, surely we should follow the same methodology, right? right? And so we follow that same methodology, which is about life thriving and the sovereignty of life. And no one, no one I know in the world has ever done that. And we know it works. Um, and the second thing that really troubles me is this destruction of democracy. I, I don't like this. We, we, we've seen that uh, democracy is about, you know, sovereignty, liberality. But we're starting to see this, the things creep in that are kind of anti-democracy, such as equity. I just don't think people understand that equity is such a destructive aspect to the, the knowledge of life and how life has expressed itself. We want equality. We want people to have uh, opportunities. We want to create fairness. That's all part of it. But we want a meritocracy where people can grow rather than actually create a safe place where people don't grow. And so there is also this battle around protecting the future of democracy and artificial intelligence and society and to circumvent and actually head off these kind of little Marxist agendas that are trying to come in, which are kind of deleting the growth of the human species at the fundamental level. Right. Well, um, I, I'm all for anything that we can do to empower each other right. to see our divinity. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's what we're we're seeing a choice point of how you want to show up in the world if you want to be part of the problem or part of the solution. And right. this is this is an opportunity to be part of the solution. And it's exciting. I mean, the, the, you can just oh. if you're if you're an empath or you feel energy at all, there's so much positive energy with all of these um, AI um, tools that are being offered between art and music and um, and and uh, word. I mean, um, it, this is, I liken this to, at least with ChatGPT, I liken it to um, when we got our set of Encyclopedia Britannicas and right. um, and it was like, oh, great, I can look up about a squirrel. And, um, oh, it better not plagiarize. You've got to re rewrite what, what you got. Well, this is like being given more of the world. We thought Google gave us access to all this data, and we don't have to have it in our head, which it really isn't in our head. We're an antenna to it in my worldview. Yeah, and yeah. But um, but what this does is gives you another layer, another interaction with all that great data that's been collected. And, and it actually will help people 
problem solve. It'll help people have um, a bigger, wider view of everything. So, so, so there's three things to mention here. First of okay. all, let's talk about the, the data sovereignty. Let's talk about ChatGPT as a disruptive but very empowering tool. And let's yeah. talk about the third thing, which is the growth of the human brain and its capabilities in, in this age of creation. Okay. So the first thing is, is that um, we are sovereign beings. Okay, we're sovereign, we're free, our consciousness is free, okay? And so we have this force of creation coming through us. We are part of creation and we created ourselves, right, in love. So, so we know that sovereignty is fundamental principle of the source, right? And what we have in the world is uh, our we don't have agency and control over our data. We, you know, we create this digital aspect of ourselves. We have no control and there's others Many organizations are brokering that data, making a lot of profit, and we're not receiving that reward. We have no control. So because data is a life experience that trains the algorithms of artificial intelligence, then the, the problem we have is the AIs today are being built on a, a non-sovereign principle. And so they're, fun, they're building the house on the rock of sand. What we want to do, and there's a wonderful individual in our business called Cotty Wilcott, uh, what we need to do is to basically return agency and control of our data, our creative aspects, in order for us to then basically decide on where we donate our data or trade our data for AIs that we believe in to do good and things like that, and also to receive remuneration. But more importantly, what I talk about in my book is also this opportunity to create a digital buddy that understands ourselves at a fundamental level to support us in our gifts to support us in our fulfillment and to support us in our growth so the the artificial intelligence world in general is built on a house of sand because we don't have sovereignty of our data and we're not getting remuneration we're not part of that conversation and so there is work going on on how to return sovereignty of our data back to the individual and this is really really important because that is honoring consciousness it's honoring benevolence it's honoring how life is reflecting back to us. The second thing is ChatGPT is going to, uh, uh, first of all, it's great, it's available to every single person, Kathleen, it's wonderful using, I would encourage everybody to use it with these guidelines. One, don't believe anything it says, but play with it. What we need to rem uh, remain in critical thinking, remain in our sovereignty and see this as a tool that we can use in terms to assist us in greater creative capabilities there's people that are basically uh, many people are kind of uh, seem to be frightened today of of life and death they're frightened of growth they're frightened of their worldview being disruptive they want to create uh, stay within the safe paradigm they don't want to grow um and and so there, there's people that are quite worried about chat gpt because it will change jobs it will change the way we do things and i uh, but what that does that offers effectively new uh, jobs where we're being more of a creative force we're actually developing more of our creative capabilities in our brain and therefore actually we're growing as a human species using chat gpt as a tool to do most of the practical stuff like write the thesis for a book or write a book or write the thesis for a film or do a business plan wherever it may be as we use that then we're basically moving into greater creative uh, capability of how to use this tool uh, to serve these new creative uh, kind of ideas that we have. And so we're going to see new synapse networks in the individual. We're going to see 
uh, neural nets become more creative. And so we are going to grow as a human species into this kind of new high performance brain, I believe, so long as we use chat GPT and other AI tools as an assistant, if you like, or a buddy to assist us to create, and we don't invade the brain by putting brain chips in and neural Im implants into our brain, because what that will do is that will actually delete biology. If the aspects of the brain, Kathy, are not being used, then those synapse networks, those neural networks, they actually collapse and become and, 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 and are removed. So those that are in transhumanism will see their brains actually uh, uh, shrink in their capability. And we don't want that. It's all about sovereignty. It's all about AI being a beneficial partner. It's about the organic thriving. Yes, 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 yes. Right. Um, well, th that's what I, when I say um, my mission is to help as many people wake up to their divinity, I see this as a great opportunity to get an overview of other things. Like, for instance, yesterday I was working with someone on a marketing plan and I looked up um, uh, something about a niche in ChatGBT, and it wasn't, I didn't use the data, but it reminded me of another component that I had forgotten because there's so many opportunities with the internet. We've, we've changed our worldview a thousand times since right. um, I started, I, I built my first website in 1996. <laughs> Just as so, I was writing my first AI algorithm. <laughs> so, but, but I'm excited, you guys. I, I don't want, um, I, I'm hoping that when you um, read Matthew's work or see, see, watch more of his, um, his interviews, when you, when you, get on the other side of the storyline about um, what technology can do for us, that we are going, we have the possibility on this timeline to go towards a Star Trek future, where we really do use machines to help us with our, um, our basic needs, our clothes, our food, you know, we, this well, is well, well, all- this will, Well, this will happen, and so, this is about returning humanity back to rest. It's about creating an a partner of intelligence that is benevolently working with us at the, at the individual level and the macro level and the global level, right? This is not about come by R. This is about exciting innovation. This is about attaining new frontiers of innovation, new frontiers of possibilities in our personal lives, as well as actually global. This is a great ally to assist us to kind of just move into these new frontiers and it's really exciting it's amazing how it works it's yeah. remarkable just how performant this is you know it learns it learns a new skill just like that right well, well i think that's the fear is that it learns but i have to say um i'm using um chat gpt like an assistant in some ways because Good. each Good. chat once you condition it to the theme of um, the research that you're inquiring, um, it, it's there and you can go back into it and use it. So it's not a rebuild every time. And um, and what the originally the the resources, they're almost unlimited, just like our consciousness is Absolutely. unlimited. Mm -hmm. So it may be a pathway to um, us understanding that. 
but but I do think that um, the mainstream media has created fear of robotics. They're afraid of um, the Walmart checkout. Um, it's, it's self-checkout now, and it's going to take all those jobs. And they're afraid of all of this, um, where the smart cities, where there might be uh, a program sure. that runs um, something that, uh, uh, like the electricity or uh, run that, that a human was doing. And uh, your point is that it's freeing up humanity to do the creative, expansive work and let the mundane be done by machines, correct? That's right. That's exactly right. And, and so isn't this exciting because we're going yeah. through a huge growth spurt here? Isn't exciting? And there's no need to be in fear because we know that consciousness is everything. Consciousness is the greatest intelligence we could ever imagine. And I would say to those that are in fear, consciousness has a plan for you and consciousness is about love. And so let love win in your life and play with this. Now we do need to be able to protect this intelligence. It's very, very important that we, we, we guide it towards beneficial timelines for us to achieve these new potentials of growth as a human species. And so there is, you know, there, there, there is a little bit of, of, of chess being played, but there's a huge opportunity through consciousness for us to grow. And I think that's really exciting. Um, and so I would encourage those that are that, that, um, concerned. I think it's important that you have those concerns. But I want to give you a message of hope. There's this wonderful new, new timeline for the human species where AI supports us in our consciousness to grow. It supports us as an individual level to grow. And it protects our sovereignty, right? So I think it's really exciting, Kathy. I think it's wonderful that this new intelligence is coming on Earth so long as we do put those guardrails on, we're being proactive in ensuring that it basically moves towards benevolent timelines for us to grow in our spirituality and consciousness and as an individual for greater fulfillment. And at AIethics.world and the book, we have the secret formula, we have the formula to assist this timeline. And so one of the things that, we're, so we do four pillars, Kathy, in our business. Check out AIethics.world, Foster Gamble's on our, a global advisor, wonderful guy. John P. Milton's an advisor, wonderful guy. Rajiv Malotra, wonderful guy. Uh, Barbara Hepburn, who's a, who works with Olympians on training the, the, the neural nets, wonderful individual, works with world champions. And also Professor Alan Barrell, who's a wonderful, wonderful educational pioneer recognized around the world. And so we're doing four things. The first thing is to bring enlightenment to, uh, to the workforce and to the general public and to organizations with certified courses in AI ethics, ethical AI, that are very practical to certify them and equip them with the new enlightenment needed to actually create ethical AI for their businesses and for their societies and for their uh, spiritual traditions and philosophies, et cetera, et cetera, and industries. So we're very practical. The second thing is we've got these new methodologies and tools we're, 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 we're going to be developing that will assist you to automate and move into the ethical AI timeline 
fast okay that's important we create momentum and get you up and running in this age of artificial intelligence the third thing is is that we do consulting so we work with the jane goodall institute on their ethical ai strategy a beautiful 40-page document on how to leverage their cultural essence their worldview, and actually how to incorporate that into ethical artificial intelligence for practical benefits and to move their organization into a new future and partnership with ethical artificial intelligence based on their worldview. And then the fourth thing is re research and development. So Kathy, a brief story. Uh, in the book, I, I talk about how to use the model of the human DNA and encode uh, uh, culture uh, and cultural principles and ethics and values into artificial intelligence. And, um, and we've been testing this. It's, it's what we call a new ethical digital genetics for artificial intelligence using ex existing uh, machine learning technologies so that artificial intelligence has culture within its very DNA, its digital G DNA, Cathy. So we've been testing this with brain geniuses and geneticists, and they say this will work. And I tested it with ChatGPT4 engine last week, gave it the, the methodology and said, how would you do this? And Cathy, it came up with exactly the same steps. It came up with some of the same terms wow. that we use. And so we know very well that uh, if we bring these ethical, if we nourish the ethical digital genetics of artificial intelligence with our sovereignty, with our cultures, with our different worldviews, with our different ethics and morals and beliefs, then it will honor in its genetic foundation the individual and also groups of different cultures and, 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 and philosophies and organizations and industries. So we're excited about that. So those are our four pillars, enlightenment, birthing and nourishment of ethical AI for organizations, uh, consulting and assisting organizations to move into this new ethical AI timeline based on their sovereign worldview and also research and development into ethical digital genetics of artificial intelligence. Wow. Wow, I love this. So I, I don't know if you know, but I was um, the one of the top managers of the change enablement group um, with Arthur Anderson. And um, this sounds a lot like what we were trying to do, where there were mergers and acquisitions, and we would try to make it easy for the, the um, two cultures to merge. Mm -hmm. And um, by by basically a lot of it was focus groups and creating um, a unified agreement within the group. So uh, one of the um, processes we did is we had uh, 24 uh, location merger <laughs> and wow. they all had accounting departments. So there were 24 different businesses that were bought by one business and all of these accounting people are scared to death that they're 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 part of the HR schedule. They're one of the ones that aren't going to get to stay. But that we were implementing a new ERP system, mm -hmm. new technology system, and they all got to have their input, and they all got to because they had hands-on information. So again, it's not the pyramid, it's a circle environment. And, and it was fascinating, the outcome, it was fantastic. So they, they released all the fear and it put people back into contribution. So, so that's a really good point because democratization of innovation is very important. So we're very disruptive. 
So we actually put the uh, our methodologies and tools and our training uh, is for everybody to get involved. We actually change the narrative and shift the power from behind ivory towers into the hands of businesses, into the hands of the general public, into the hands of spiritual traditions, into the hands of societies. We actually shift the power and inclusivity to your point actually brings participation. And so we actually have a very simple language and nomenclature for people to understand on how to play in these designs. And that's really important because what we don't want is ivory towers forcing a worldview onto people. We want the people to participate in the innovation. And this is huge. If the US government is listening or any governmental leader is listening, you have an issue between the general public trusting the government and big tech. We actually show how to resolve this with blueprints and methodologies and systems to bring the public in, general public in, to participate in innovating the future of artificial intelligence. So the question to governmental leaders, will you include the voting people, the people that you're serving, or will you go to behold to this agenda of forcing a narrative onto the people? What will you choose? Well, um, so how do you, um, it, everyone that's in a service business like um, research, um, um, drug companies, they're, they're, they're there, nurses, doctors, they're there because of their, um, their passion to serve. But, but there's a lot of cynicism now because of, um, because you just aren't sure of what the truth is. Um, and, and you're not sure about the media. So, so, um, because our history isn't, we don't have our origin story. Correct. We, we don't have the real origin story. That's a better way of putting it. Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have one that was, um, created, but, but, and, and none of this may have been done in in the or original part of it had been done um with the outcome that we have now in mind it may have been done to, in service because i studied italian art and all of the renaissance mm -hmm. art that was people couldn't read so you showed them art right mm -hmm. so it, you know the manipulation of the data it that's that's what the fear, and I think it's ingrained in us, it may be past lifetime ingrained into us of being afraid of whoever controls the narrative. And um, so so how do you, so, how so, do you so, go through the skepticism? Right, right. So, cynicism? so first of all, who controls the narrative? It's source, it's consciousness, it's love. Love controls okay. the narrative. Now, to be clear, Love can be fierce and Kali Yuga and destructive in order for new birth to come through. Okay. But also love is about benevolence for the individual to be seen and loved and to thrive, right? Inviting them into themselves effectively. So who controls the narrative? We do. So therefore, as we start to understand that we're actually, we are the narrative of consciousness. Wow. And effectively, for me personally, I kind of see everything. I watch the media very closely because that's kind of part of my research, I, I, I test most of the uh, large language models, which ChatGPT is one of them each day, the major ones, um, to see how they advance. 
I do my own research. I come to my own truth. And so the point is this. Has Source given away our narrative? And the answer is no. So we are the narrative of Source. So let's own that in sovereignty, shall we? And let's be in the flow of Dharma thriving. Let's be in the flow of consciousness. Let's be in the potential that Source is taking us into. And let's have a bloody good time. And let's not worry about all these distractions because we know very well these people are frightened of death. They're frightened of life. And they've forgotten, to your point, their origin story, that they are in consciousness, whether it's in this lifetime, whatever next lifetimes are there for you. We never escape from consciousness. So let's get with the plan of consciousness and let's have some fun. <laughs> so so when you were um, putting together your your company and you have brilliant people on your board and participating in it that are are um, expanded in their worldview, they're very oh, yeah. um, beautiful, but a, what a, a wonderful group of people. Um, how do they see the uh, liberation of the human psyche happening because really to what you're talking about for us to be aware of consciousness and to um to see ourselves that's a pretty advanced um that that's not what a lot of humanity is participating in right now okay okay so, so let's get to the truth okay right? okay we know we're, we're, we know we are in a unified field there are over 23 senses that have been measured by scientists that we have, 23 senses at least, right? We know there's something special going on in the organic body. We know very well that we have this unified field and this greater field of consciousness around us, right? And so what everybody is really asking, every single soul on this planet because of their divine spark, they're asking, I want to become, I want to experience more of myself. I want to feel a greater fulfillment. And so that's really the truth of where we're wanting to, to, for everybody to experience. Some people call this human realization. Some people call this a new human potential, which I think is where we're heading into. So, you know, we have this just this, 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 this wonderful, wonderful aspects of ourselves that we're only just discovering. You know, sages and masters from the past have accessed these conscious fields and brought through wonderful wisdom and wonderful technology and wonderful forms of enlightenment. And so let's not just have gurus out there. Let's become our own guru and in our own partnership with source and our own partnership with the internal and the infinite of which we all are. And so I think that's where we're starting to, that's what the great awakening is, is the deep call of return to love, the deep call of knowing greater fulfillment of ourselves within the organic and within the unified and conscious and multidimensional field of which we are. And even Einstein talks about this and Tesla and lots of other people that are very uh, kind of respected, right, around the world. And so I think this is where we're heading into, Kathy, is actually a new freedom in consciousness, a new freedom in capabilities and artificial intelligence and ethical artificial intelligence in particular is an important tool to assist us into exploring those new freedoms bravo bravo there's a rally call for everybody there yes we are. Well, well, <laughs> the, the thing is is um the 
opportunity to live a joyful, unburdened life is available because in these energetic times, the veils are down. Right. It's just like an elephant being trained to not, as a baby, being trained that its foot's in a stake in the ground, and then it grows up and it never moves its foot, um, even though it's huge and it could move it in a second and run off. Um, we're, we've been programmed just like that elephant to, to stay within the lines to. Right. Right. So, 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 um, and, and, and there are benefits to that because if, if you want a society that functions together, there has to be guidelines, right? Right. Um, but you and I know, and most of your listeners will know and watchers is that there's another form of supply of abundance that we have, we are in. And we have access to which is beyond the current system in the 3d world and that i think is where we're starting to head into to experience not just for a few but for everybody to operate in these supplies of abundance in the field of consciousness right and therefore we're no longer beholden to the system we're in the system but not, uh, but we're free from the system yeah. we participate in the system we love to assist people to assist life to do well we serve with this empowered benevolence of supply from beyond the 3d if uh, and, and i know that some people might find that a bit strange but i found it to be true have, have you found it to be true Kathy? Well, well that's what i'm what i'm saying about when you discover your divinity and these are the times the energies we're in a portal right now right. that is it, it's massive where more light is hitting the earth it's hitting the sun and uh, there's an opportunity to switch on a different perspective right of this journey and that's what you were talking about uh without the fear of death and and if you are here in joyful co-creation right. with with all and see everyone as other, it's a whole different experience. You look at everything as a gift and how it benefits you rather than be in fear of it, right? Yeah, that, I, I, I love this because you're talking about gratitude. You're talking about inner freedom. When we have inner freedom, um, then effectively we're able to have greater energy capacity to be and also to work with others and to assist others, to assist them to get out of the kind of the limitations of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which I think is the wrong way around actually, but that's just my view, to help people to get from survival mode into thriving mode. And that's what we're all about. If this is what the age of ethical AI can do, was move us from this surviving mode into this new potential of thriving mode. Right. And I think, that is really exciting for the humans. Yes. yes, I do too. I think that's why we're here. I, I think that's why there's 8 billion people and all these other beings all around that are here to uh, watch this and celebrate with us as we awaken to the truth rather that. than stay in the program. And I love that. Right? Right. I love that celebration. I love that. And to, and, and to this point, Kathy, there are the, the, the folks that are trying to control and impose centralized system that yes they're frightened of life they're frightened of death but actually uh they're very mechanistic how they look at things right and we know very well that uh 
the, the whilst the, the universe itself is mathematical, right? And we know very well that the universe is geometrical, right? We know very well the universe is actually more of a resonance of frequencies in this mathematical form as opposed to something that's very rigid and, and mechanical. And, 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 and so they're very limited in terms of how they're trying, how they understand life, right? And, and, it, and, and so that's groovy. That's their worldview. And I'm good with it. But it's not my worldview. And it's not consciousness's worldview at the time. And I think the time of the centralized systems, I think the time of the elite, the time of uh, putting humanity into poverty is uh, and, 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 and forcing those at the bottom to bear the costs of, of these agendas is over to Jordan Peterson's work. And as a final, because uh, I, I think Jordan Peterson's really interesting, actually. I think he's onto a lot of good things. Um, but one thing I will say, Kathy, is those that think, because of this mechanic, mechanistic uh, view, that we can only have 3 billion people on the planet are so limited in their understanding. I believe our planet can hold at least another, uh, another 8 billion people. I think it can double. We have plenty of wealth and abundance. And so... The, you know these the, the centralized people that, that, that believe power is, is their is, is their divinity which is really quite silly right um they're, they're very limited in understanding how life can thrive they're limited on how to build new systems of flourishing and thriving and sovereignty they're frightened to unleash the power of consciousness itself and uh and that time's over so thanks very yeah. much Yes. Well, so, so have you found because um, what what I see is you're bringing a whole new perspective. But have you found that you have um, had a lot of roadblocks to getting oh. this out? And and could you speak a little bit because um, what what I want people to know is it's safe to come out and play now. <laughs> Right. Well, it's a big step for me to come out because you know very well that I've been working in, in spirituality and consciousness for about 10 years now. And now I've, it's time to do yeah. this because we need this and the formula is now available. So let's talk about it. Right. Okay. Um, so so have we have we met resistance? Yeah, of course we have. And that's OK. These are just data points of people exposed of organizations exposing who they are and what their agenda is. It assists us. So. We have had uh, a disruption, but these folks have backed off completely because one, whilst I haven't mentioned names in particular and I won't do in public, they know that we know and they're frightened, right? Because they know damn well their house is being built on sand and they know very well that we have, let's just say, we're well equipped informationally. Now, what I found, Kathy, is that as we went from the book into AIethics.world and started to talk to uh, global leaders like Foster, Rajiv, John P. Milton, um, uh, Professor Alan Barrow, Barbara, and others, what we found is is that what, there was an alignment of their the, their leadership and aspects that were focusing on that came together in a holistic picture, and. These folks are very powerful alchemists. They're very powerful leaders. They're very well respected. And so what we found is, is that uh, by, na by na natural uh, uh, kind of serendipity, which is the genius of source, is that we've got a, a kind of a set of guardians that protect us in our movement because 
these folks are geniuses and very well respected and so these other forces will not want to do battle with us because they know very well the power of an influence of these individuals and the sovereignty and the influence that they have so 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 we're kind of in a, a in in a, in a it, we've allowed source to, to create a little protective bubble a bubble around us which is great yeah. um and we have to deliver right we have to deliver solutions and we have those we have to deliver what what we promised and we will do that and so we're, we're building this global movement so yes there is resistance and that's okay and there will be times for us to be the warrior and there'll be times for us to be, be, be the priest or priestess and we will do both but we will encourage everybody and invite everybody kathy into this new timeline for human species to thrive and our consciousness to attain new new potentials and for individual and macro fulfillment we're not going to isolate this to a group we're going to invite the whole world because source wants everybody to come into the new narrative of this and so therefore everybody's invited kathy if they choose not to that's groovy with me if they choose to participate that's groovy with me too but at least we've invited them and given them a choice to come play in this new beautiful incredible timeline in the age of ethical ai um, for the human species and for life itself to flourish beautiful and and that's why i do conscious business zone is i want to give i i believe that conscious businesses are the path to this new era yeah. that they can help us turn around the ship and that's why i was so excited that you uh agreed to come and and share your brilliance with us today and i'm sure we'll do more because um i want people to understand that you're not alone that um the truth will prevail yeah and that kindness and love is the path to success and um this uh, the win-win philosophy of life is really how all of this was intended to be got a little hijacked but we we have the opportunity now with um ethics and um a different worldview to to live a life a totally different life it's not that you won't be still learning there'll still be contrast there'll still be growth but it won't be um it won't be uh so inequitable there's no reason we should have starvation on this planet there's no reason Correct. that we should have imbalance this kind of imbalance yeah exactly so we are the narrative of source if everybody can can kind of appreciate that we are the narrative of this unlimited potential you are unlimited potential right which is beautiful foster gamble has written a beautiful uh, and we're hoping to talk about it publicly uh, an an, uh, uh, an ai ethical ai declaration of principle oh. around the do no harm uh, and the non-aggression and it's beautiful and it's a, it, this will be the foundation for ethical artificial intelligence it's beautiful what he's done um, so we are doing, uh, bringing through uh, kind of information uh, to assist this as a foundation for this new timeline for the human species. People can um, uh, check out AIethics.world. There's a lot on there. You can uh, be, be part of our uh, educate. You can join our certified courses to learn more. I personally teach this with some other Jedi's, and uh, and also check out Contact in the Desert, uh, where I'm going to basically revealing this new story for the hum humanity 
and to talking a lot about artificial intelligence, consciousness, this new human potential. I'm giving workshops on chat GPT, workshops on AI. Uh, it's going to be really good fun. So check out Contact in the Desert uh, because that's when I'm really going to kind of bring through this new narrative uh, around us thriving in the so, age of ethical AI. Matthew, will you show your book a little bit? You've got it on the back table. Could you show it so people can see the cover and see um, this is, oops, yeah, in front of your face would be, there we go. Okay, so it's Inventing World 3.0 and Evolutionary Ethics for Artificial Intelligence, which is, Matthew is a um, wealth of information in that book, and he is full of a wealth of information. If this is um, giving you a uh, if you got tapped on the shoulder, that's what I was hoping. <laughs> tapped on the shoulder during this conversation, that uh, that there is a place for a love and um, and a new world that's possible right now, and you can be a part of it. Um, that this is where we want yeah. to um, go to Matthew's website, buy his book go to contact in the desert or, or if you can't go, maybe they have an online stream version of it and really start thinking about what's mine to do here because um, it we need we need all hearts on deck here. Yeah, and, and I'd encourage people like yourself, Kathy. I mean, it's wonderful you've adopted this new technology very quickly and you're playing with it. You're, 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 your sovereignty is in play, your critical thinking is in play, but you see the benefit of it, right? And so I'd encourage everybody to play with ChatGPT and have some fun. Right. Just right. play. Ask it anything. It's, yes. a, it's, it's, it's a fascinating tool. And yes. we're just seeing the tip, excuse me, of the iceberg. In the next 12 months, or we we even speak in six six months, this will have moved on even more into new frontiers of uh, of performance. It'll be quite remarkable, this age of AI. Quite well, remarkable. Thank you for your beautiful work and, and for artists that have been afraid about AI. That, I mean, anyone who's an uh, author that may be afraid about AI, I mean, all of the um, art forms out there and the creative opportunities, please follow what Matthew's doing because there is going to be a way to protect your work and to enhance your work using these tools this is really like the wild west of the internet when it first started if you see it that way and if you play it that way it is an, a time saver like you cannot believe and it will help you expand your worldview in so many ways and um and, and i'm excited about the opportunity to empower everyone Right. um with with these tools so thank you so much matthew we're we're out of time um we'll have to That's do this great. again because of course <laughs> we've just started the conversation i mean the same <laughs> is going to come through. and I'm, I'm i'm i'll i'll let you know i'm starting to put together my my next book uh which really is going in revealing this whole disclosure of consciousness spirituality oh. in the age of ethical ai and the oh. new frontiers of creation for us Okay, well, let me know how I can help because you know be I'm a fan. And I, I again, you guys, um, please, uh, this is, uh, I put, I'll, I'll make sure that the website is available. Again, I've been putting it in the chat and it's on the description, but it's 
aiethics.world. Mm -hmm. And um, so that you can go and read about it and you can start to really feel the energy of it because this, it's a party going on, you guys. It really is a celebration of this new era where we're going to a peaceful coexistence where it's for the highest benefit of all. Yeah, absolutely, Kathy. Well said. That's beautifully summarized. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm sorry we're out of time, but we'll do this again, okay? Oh, I look forward to it. Thank you very much, Kathy. Thank Namaste, you. everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Please share this.